0: Welcome to Say What, a fresh look at old sayings, the podcast which explores the origins, meaning, and value of old sayings, familiar expressions, and adages. I'm Dave Ellingson, adventurer, author, educator, and seeker of wisdom. Welcome to Say What and our podcast uh, series, The The Magic of Music. And today's guest is a performer who can do it all. Uh, jazz, uh, blues, pop, R&B, um, Chris Clay. Welcome, Chris. No pressure, right? I
1: Really? <laughs> Thanks for having me, Dave. I'm glad to be here. This is... Um, I've been waiting for this for a while, so this is going to be fun. Good, be
0: fun. good. Well, thanks for joining me. And uh, tell, tell folks about uh, your musical journey and, and how you got started and some of the influences and inspiration.
1: Man, I got started a long, long time ago. I'm the youngest of four boys in my family. My parents had four boys, so I'm the baby. And they had us into a lot of activities, sports and crafts and just all kinds of stuff. But specifically music, we all had music lessons at some point. But before I started, when my, when my brothers were taking their music lessons, this is the story they tell me. They would get up on the piano and do their piano practice and do their scales and play songs or whatnot. I was about four at the time. And they say I would sit down at the piano when they got done and play what they played. <laughs> you know, just, just, just was able to just do it. And they're like, okay, we got an issue. We got an issue here. We got a situation. We got this four-year-old prodigy kid. What are we going to do? <laughs> so, so they found me a piano teacher who took me on Pat Williams, Miss Williams. And um, she took on a five-year-old student and really changed my life with the way she taught music. Not only did she teach me all the rud- rudimentary kind of skills and scales and, and, Bach and Chopin and all that, but she would make it fun. She'd teach me um, uh, Linus and Lucy. She'd teach me. <laughs> she'd teach me that, and she'd teach me songs by Billy Joel and the Commodores and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I started at five, and I have never stopped. I
0: have never stopped. And, and that's that's a while ago. Yeah, just a of yeah. Just a of so, so I'm sure there were other influences and uh, I imagine the church was one of them, huh? Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Uh, influences in, in uh, secular music, of course, um, artists like Marvin Gaye and Donny Hathaway and, and jazz folks from the traditional jazz folks like Miles Davis, Thelonious Monk, Herbie Hancock back in the day but also R&B and pop, like I have mentioned, Billy Joel, but the Commodores and Chicago and my brothers like Led Zeppelin. And so, you know, I listened to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donny Hathaway is, is definitely Marvin Gaye. You know, those are some of my musical influences as I was, you know, creating my, my kind of persona and my style. And, of course, I played for the church. I was an organist at the Lutheran church because not only did my parents give me piano lessons – but they gave me organ lessons, too, so I'd never lack the, the ability to get a job at the church. <laughs> yeah.
0: And have, having a job, you know, when you're a musician or an artist, it's challenging. It is.
1: It is. It definitely is. Um, and a lot of folks find it hard to make the jump to full-time musicianship. Um, it, it's difficult to make a full living at it and take care of a family, provide for yourself and your, and your people. But I've been fortunate over the years to be able to do it um, in the secular world, playing music that I create, releasing CDs, playing for the church, all that. So I've been very blessed.
0: Well, and I'm sure some folks want to hear some examples. I think you got something tuned up there live uh, on your keyboard. And, yeah, uh, I got a little something I can tune up for you. Huh? What, do, what do you got?
1: I got some, one of, one of the artists that really influenced me uh, coming up and still influences me now is Marvin Gaye. Love that his music um, is very timeless. So I'm going to start off with a song called Mercy, Mercy
2: Me. Mm-hmm. Oh, mercy, mercy me. Mercy, mercy, be all oh, things in what they used to be. No, what about this overcrowded land? How much more of you should be? Can't you stand?
0: have mercy hmm boy you know in these times uh, you know that's a prayer that I often pray Lord of mercy it's been a, a challenging time and, and imagine a challenging time for a musician like you.
1: Pretty particular uh, for musicians yes um, th- the fact that most uh, most musicians make their living uh, for for gathered for a gathering of people and the situation we're in now, preventing people gathering together, it is a struggle for a lot of musicians. I've been fortunate that um, I I can do a lot of studio recording. I've set up a studio at my house. I do some virtual things. I go online on Facebook or YouTube, and I've been able to find work with uh, a number of churches across the country who are looking for musical content that they can use for Zooms or recordings or Facebook Lives so I've been fortunate in that way. Yeah. It's tough, but let, let me tell you again,
2: it's tough.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I think the next piece you're going to share, um, takes you back to probably about when you were that four or five or six year old watching Sesame street. Tell us about this one.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, w- I was a Sesame street kid. used to watch it all the time and, uh, you know, big bird and Oscar the grouch and, and Elmo and all that. But, um, The one thing that we all know about Sesame Street is there was always a wonderful underlying message that uh, Jim Henson and the Muppets and, and, um, you know, Mr. just everybody that was part of Sesame Street's neighborhood had a great message to give. And one of the messages, one of my favorite messages, Kermit the Frog sang a song about hope and about seeing past the clouds and around the corner being optimistic and seeing a rainbow. So
2: I'm going to sing Rainbow Connection. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? What's on the other side? Are visions but only illusions rainbows have nothing to hide So we've been told some choose to believe it. I know they're all you wait and see someday we'll find it action It's probably magic. Have you been fast asleep? Have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name. Is this the sweet sound that calls the young sailors? The voice might be one the same I've heard it too many times to ignore it it's something that I'm supposed to be someday we'll find it the rainbow connection lovers dreamers and me Lord. I
0: Well, it has been raining and and it has been storming and you have to sort of look around to find that rainbow connection and not just see it but be that connection for people yeah, and, that's uh, important. and that song's a good reminder and and the neighborhood uh, blessed us we uh, <laughs> we sat there and enjoyed it and reminded us. we were learning important lessons through the uh, through the puppets and through the muppets and so. Ah, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Now, take us back. Um, one of the things you you sang a little bit of Marvin here a bit ago, and and Mar. One of the great gifts of Marvin, beyond the the great music, was he he was constantly looking at the real world and and commenting on it. And this this next piece is kind of a kind of a timeless piece.
1: Absolutely, Dave. Um, it's it's unbelievable sometimes when you when you can listen to a song that you know was recorded and spoke of issues happening really 40, 50 years ago. But you play the song today and it still has relevance in the moment. It's it's incredible. So, yeah, Marvin Gaye's music is timeless. Right now I'm going to share one of my favorite covers from Marvin. It's called What's Going On? A bit. Let me play.
0: What a great, what a great reminder! Not only back in the day, but about looking at what is going on and asking the tough questions. Because I think sometimes we come up with easy solutions, but asking what's going on is where it all starts, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And we gotta, we gotta keep doing that, um,
1: lest we become complacent <laughs> and apathetic. If we're not constantly taking a look around and saying. You know what is this about what's going on is this is this the way it should be is this right you know that kind of thing so glad for marvin's
0: message in that one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and 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 another place that you found a message uh you were looking through the the photos uh the family Mm -hmm. photos and, and that inspired a tune
1: yeah yeah this this is one of my favorite songs that i recorded it's an original song i wrote um it was a while ago, gosh, 2006, 2007, maybe. I um, I was looking through an old photo album, pulled out a picture of my dad when he was still in college. And uh, he went to Tennessee State where he met my mom. And of course, they got married. Um, but I was looking at this old picture that he had obviously given to her because I flipped it over. And he had wrote her a little note, a little love note on the back. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is cool. And I was reading it and it said something to the effect of, I didn't realize the first time I saw you that I was looking at forever. I was looking at my forever. Mm. I found my forever in your heart. I'm like, oh my goodness, dad, really? You are the Mac. That's the first thing I thought. (laughs) And then I thought to myself, that is a song lyric without a doubt. Um, So I sat down and... um, and I, and I wrote this song to honor my, my mother and father's um, love for each other. They were married for 53 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the name of this song is Love is True. Mm-hmm.
2: Our love is true yeah. Four boys later We're still growing strong Each day we wake up And know we're right where we belong And God in His wisdom Each day is sweeter, and love just gets better.
0: I got to ask you, did you get a chance to sing that song to your mom and dad? I did indeed. I did
1: indeed. Um, both my mother and my father passed away in, uh, in 2011, my mom, 2014, my dad. But I, I wrote that in 2007. So they had many, many times that they were able to hear it and, uh, and know the love I felt for them and the love that I saw that they had for each other. So yeah, they got a chance to hear it.
0: Yeah, there wasn't a dry eye in the house right uh, no not at all I, <laughs> the first time I performed it live is
1: funny the first time I performed it live I was opening a concert for a contemporary saxophonist named Najee and I performed this and they were in like the first row and oh yeah it was crazy
0: <laughs> Wow, Wow they well, things come and go but love is eternal love is true and uh what a great reminder so, so this this last uh, you know piece that you produced and put together is is kind of unique. It was it takes you back almost to your childhood. I mean, that five year old or younger uh, was inspired by some friends and their child, right? Absolutely, yeah. Some good friends of
1: mine had uh, they were blessed with the birth of a child, and they were going to have the baptism at the church, and he said, Chris, we want you to want you to uh, sing a song for the baptism so I'm going through the hymnal and I'm saying well I could do this baptismal hymn or I could do this baptismal hymn they're like no we don't we don't want the same old thing we want something new and fresh and different that really speaks to the moment we want you to write something I'm like oh my goodness okay so I sat down with a a songwriter friend of mine her name is Pamela Best she lives in Atlanta and uh, we penned this song um, which talks about not just the, the, the gift of, of baptism, the gift of a child, and the gift of baptism, but the gift that is the commitment that a parent has mm. to, um, to show that child the scripture, to show them prayers, to, to lead them in a way that they'll know the love of Christ. So um, the recording is an, ad- an ad- uh, adaptation of the original song I wrote, but it talks about that gift. It's called The Gift.
2: Set aside for a holy purpose and grounded in love in the name of the Father, the Spirit, and the Son. Blessed be a child of the Holy.
0: What a gift in uh, words, uh, poetry really and and in music and our children what a gift uh, a challenging gift at times but yeah. a, <laughs> a, <laughs> yeah. a gift nonetheless and those those promises we make um, yeah. are, are a, a lifelong uh, list of things that we will do uh, through Absolutely. thick and thin, right that's mm-hmm. that uh, that love is true. That love is eternal. And, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Now your last, uh, piece, a uh, live piece you're going to do, um, tell us about, uh, what this is. And <laughs> I, I, think it's going to be kind of fun, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's fun. I, um, I recorded a contemporary gospel CD, uh, with uh, my songwriter friend that I mentioned before Pamela best. And, um, there's a scripture about Jesus you know, interacting with these fishermen. And he tries to use their craft, their career, to tell them how they can be helpful in, in the kingdom of God. He says, I'm going to make you guys fishers of men. And they looked at him like he was crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but um, uh, here's the song that I wrote with Pamela Best. It's called Fishers of Men.
2: Not a of fish would come their way, and I'm-
0: too and i love that line what could a carpenter turned prophet know about the fishing game that's
2: right that's
1: <laughs> right i mean can you imagine that somebody coming into your in the, into your world of expertise and trying to tell you how to do it and you're like mm-hmm. dude you you don't even do what i do what are you
0: doing <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i don't have to catch anything I, just being in the boat and yeah i used yeah. to fish with my dad and we'd sit in the boat and he taught wow. me more lessons about life, I think, while we were fishing than than any other time. Yes, yeah, wonderful. That is wonderful. <laughs> Love that. Well, what lessons, you know, kind of as we think about, um, you know, this time, this challenging time, you think about young people, you think about the world. Um, <laughs> what What advice do you have uh, for young people and for young musicians, and and maybe for for parents of young musicians?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, starting with the parents, I'd, I'd say if you have a kid who's interested in, in something creative in the way of music or that kind of, let it be a natural kind of process for your kid. Don't push, you know, don't, don't make them do what they don't want to do or don't uh, try to stop if they get like narrow focused into, oh my God, I got to play 27 hours a day. I mean, of course, you kind of control it, but just let the process be natural hmm. so they really engage in a natural way. It's, it's the best way for the kid. And then for young musicians coming up, kind of the same thing. Trust that process. Nothing happens. You know, everybody's in this drive through mentality where I'm, by the time I order my food, I should get it at the window in two minutes. And <laughs> that's not how it always works. You really got to work at it. Got to trust that the process takes some time. And that you're going to go at the pace that's for you, your authentic self, uh, Billy down the street might learn piano faster than Susie up around the corner, and vice versa. But let that process go the, the, the speed that it goes, and you'll be better for it at the end of it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: How can folks who have had a chance to hear your music either for the first time or some of your <laughs> your longtime fans how can they how can they hear more and be in touch with you Sure I, my music is
1: on all the digital platforms that you find music iTunes Amazon Music uh, Spotify even Pandora if you type in my name and my full name is Brian Christopher Clay if you type that in You will find me, you'll find my music, my CDs, downloads, all that kind of stuff. And it's the same on social media. If you find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, look for Brian Christopher Clay. And uh, sometimes it's Brian Clay Jazz. Uh, You'll find me. I'm I'm out there. I'm in the cyber world.
0: Well, Brian, Christopher, Clay, this has been great fun. Uh, thank you for taking the time to share your gifts, your music, your your wisdom, and um, blessings on your musical journey and on your life, my friend.
1: Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. I, like I said, I've been looking forward to this for such a long time. We had great fun um, and blessings on your journey and the things you're sharing with your podcast. I love it. So thank you so much.
0: Until next time, I'm Dave Ellingson, and this has been Say What? A Fresh Look at Old Sayings, the podcast which explores the origins, meaning, and value of old sayings, familiar expressions, and adages. Tune in to Say What? on your mobile device, computer, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. In coming episodes of my series, The Magic of Music, join me for jazz, blues, world music, gospel, folk, classical, hip-hop, pop, and country. For more information on my books and films, and availability to do Zoom presentations, check out my website at dellingson.com. And thanks for listening.